and welcome to an SBK, not Saturday Night Selections uh, podcast, but a one-off. We've got a special uh, US uh, contenders podcast for Royal Ascot. We'll have about 10 horses uh, to go through. We'll, we'll try talking about the, the confirmed runners. Obviously, there are one or two uh, others that may or may not come over, but we'll we'll find those out in the next uh, few days or so, and you can find all thoughts on, on social media. But we'll be going through the confirmed runners set today. My name's Luke Elder, uh, Tom Collins uh, alongside me, and I must say, Tom, I can't wait for Royal Ascot for the, the US contingent this year. It's not just Wesley Ward. We've got the likes of Christophe Clement, Kenny McPeak. We've, we've got a few guys coming over and trying their chance. Yeah, look, it's the whole buzz about Royal Ascot. It's not only the best flat meeting because we've got the best British runners, but we've also got the best US runners coming across as well. It's lovely to see, isn't it? Wesley Ward's trained 12 winners at Royal Ascot. Maybe he makes that 13 or even 14 this year. Um, Tepin won the, won the Queen Anne in 2016 for Mark Cassie. It's good to see an influx of other trainers coming across. Christophe Clement's got a few. Rusty Arnold's got at least one coming next week as well. So look, the Royal Ascot US runners uh, are crucial to the success of this meeting and it just increases the anticipation doesn't it ahead of Royal Ascot yeah I mean even from an international point of view you've got the likes of Nature Strip coming from Australia you've got Japanese runners as a Czech runner as well uh, in the uh, the King stand whether he'll be confirmed I'm not sure but was at least in the entries and obviously you've got the any French German any other uh, runners so Royal Ascot is is very much becoming an international fair but the US have had a, a fair bit of success in recent years and and interestingly as well just before we get into the uh, the, the sort of list of horses to work our way down. Uh, Wesley Ward giving a handicap entry to one, which we, we don't see all that often. Obviously, we saw him win the Sandringham with Conte Partiro uh, a few years ago. If you haven't seen that or want to refresh your memory, one of the best rides you will see on a race course, Tom, from Jamie Spencer. Oh, it's phenomenal. Jamie Spencer at Ascot is mustard. Um, I don't care what social media say. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jamie Spencer. Yes, it doesn't always go correct, but just watch that Conte Patero victory, as you say. It was incredible from last to first. And yes, Wesley Ward is running a horse in a handicap, which you're going to be covering in this section, I believe. Very intriguing to see how she gets on. Um, yeah. We don't know what the handicap is going to do with her. Look, I don't want to be a handicapper right now. How would you know what Mark <laughs> uh, Ruth in is the horse in question? She could be top weight. She could go off favourite. She could be 14 to 1 and, you know, be very well handicapped or poorly handicapped. Who knows? But she's an intriguing runner in a race that we're not used to seeing American horses in. Yeah. You, uh, when I, I get to written, I'm, I'm going to have to say two previews of under 100 rated, over 100 rated, because we, we just don't know. We, we just do not know. I think it will be over 100, but we we, we don't know. But look, we'll go through uh, the runners sort of day by day. Uh, a couple on Tuesday, and, and Tom, you're, you're starting with one of the Coventry runners. Yes, the first runner is late September. He runs in the Coventry on Tuesday, as you mentioned. The first of potentially two runners for trainer Rusty Arnold, who's a 67-year-old trainer, won plenty of races stateside. Shrewd guy as well. He hasn't really had many runners over here, but this horse is a son of Munnings, had both starts on dirt, so there's a turf question mark there. First time out, he looked very one-paced over four and a half furlongs, but he broke slowly. Maybe he just wasn't physically mature that day. Rusty Arnold is not a trainer that gets his horses ready first time up. So the fact he even ran fourth in that contest at Keeneland during the spring meet where the maidens are red hot was a good run. Made amends last time out, impressive victory from off the speed. Intriguing to see how he runs in here. Does he bomb out from the start and go for glory early on or is he held up Colin Keane takes the ride which is a huge positive if he likes it late September and I don't really know what price we're going to see with this horse bookmakers over here don't know how to price up Rusty Arnold trained runners at Royal Ascot he could be a player I'm a bit tentative on him at this stage but I wouldn't be surprised if he hit the frame yeah uh, the main thing 
or the main reason why they can't price up Rusty Arnold runners is because they've never heard of him. Probably, um, <laughs> he's he's not a guy that we'd we'd be uh, too uh, too familiar with on these shores. Uh, one guy that we are though is Wesley Ward. Uh, he's got a few runners on the the week, and uh, Golden Pal uh, will be his first of those in the uh, the King Stand. He's, he's more shunning six furlong races uh, for two year olds at least this year. So. A golden pal, we know all about him. You don't really need me to tell you uh, what he, he can do. We saw that in the Breeders' Cup. He was absolutely fantastic. He was brilliant in the Shaker Town uh, last time around. That's a race that in recent years has been kind of a stepping stone towards Royal Ascot. The likes of uh, Bound for Nowhere, I think, in Primus ran in the race as well before he came over and, and ran at Royal Ascot. Um, Wesley Ward has gone on record saying this is the best horse I've ever bought to Royal Ascot. Now, I know it's boring. We hear that every single year, but this genuinely is the best horse he's ever bought to Royal Ascot. This is by far and away that the best, I would say, even the better than the likes of Undrafted and Bound for Nowhere at their best. He is the best sprinter in the world. I'm not convinced about the track for him. That would be the one slight concern. If they were to pick Royal Ascot up again and move it to York, I think he'd be an absolute certainty the way that track's been, been riding this year. But you go back to the likes of the Norfolk. He was run down late by the Learjet. That still breaks my heart, and I'm not over it, it just yet. But I think Golden Pal is a is a really, really strong contender for Wesley Ward and, and potentially, Tom, his best. Yeah, moving from potentially his best runner to another one of his well-fancied runners, which is Love Reigns. This is the first race we're covering on the Wednesday. She runs in the Queen Mary, and she could be one of two runners uh, for the US. Rusty Arnold, as I said, could have a runner in this race. I'm not 100% sure that she's confirmed yet, so we'll just talk about Love Reigns, who is likely to be your favourite. She's the anti-post favourite for this race. She's the daughter of US Navy flag, a three-time Group 1 winner for Aidan O'Brien. So she's got a European pedigree. She's out of a pivotal mare as well. The turf is absolutely perfect for her. She was bought from Tattersalls uh, in Newmarket as well for just shy of 200k. Everything is right for Love Reigns. They've clearly targeted Royal Ascot in her first season of racing. She's only run once, but it was a really impressive victory. She was slow away from the inside gate. And you can see that quite often in US. If you draw on gate one in a maiden, sometimes you miss the break. I don't know why, but it's just a common trend that happens where she instantly found her stride and she just romped clear. If you look at the race analysis, race comments, it literally says romped. Um, she was so impressive. She won by nine and three quarter lengths. It wasn't a very good race. Five horses have come out of that event. And they've all lost since, but there was nothing to take away from Love Reigns. You can only beat what you're against. And she won very impressively. She's going to go off favourite, as I say, in the Queen Mary. I think she's got a great chance of winning. I'm not sure that she is a guaranteed banker because it looks a quite a hot race. Um, but look, Wesley Ward will probably be quite raving, raving her reviews in the uh, in the preview here. Yeah, I'd agree with with that, and and would be one of the better chances for Love Reigns uh, this uh, this week at Royal Ascot. Uh, next one is probably the, the Wesley Ward horse that I'm less keen on out of the the entire bunch in Seismic Spirit, who is a weird runner. We'll be going towards the, the Windsor Castle on on Thursday, and. I guess we'd have a bit of a chance, but his run once so far was was second in that at, at Churchill Downs. It was an okay run. I'm I'm not convinced about the form. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. They uh, they broke the uh, what well, the, the clock at sort of just before 58 seconds, so it was a good time. I'm not 100 percent, as I say, convinced about seismic spirit. It's a weird horse for Wesley Ward to bring over, but being by Bellardo is is more European bred, so maybe an each way chance. But I'm not giving any better than that, Tom. 
No, and moving on to Friday, the Commonwealth Cup, and there's a horse called Slipstream in the field, trained by Christophe Clement, the first of two runners Christophe's bringing over. And if you don't know anything about Christophe Clement at the moment, well, he's a, he's a trainer you need to pay close attention to. He's a real dab hand with his turf horses in the US. He's trained over 2,000 career winners. And before he started his training career in the United States, he was actually assistant trainer to Luca Kamani over in Britain. So, look, Christophe Clement knows what he's doing. Luca Kamani is a fantastic person to learn from. Slipstream comes in here um, on the back of three victories from six starts. He's an improving horse. He stays the trip really well because of those three victories came from a range of five and a half furlongs to seven furlongs. There should be no stamina doubts with him. He's one from the front. He's one from behind. He seems a very versatile horse. Christophe Clement isn't like Wesley Ward as a trainer. He doesn't get them prepared first time up to bomb from the start. He's more of a slow developing trainer, more like Sir Michael Stout or just any European trainer you can think of than Wesley Ward. This looks a hot race, the Commonwealth Cup. It's probably one of the hottest races of the week. And Slipstream previously has been beaten by the likes of modern games at the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf. So he has to improve to, to match up against our best three-year-olds. But you can't write this horse off. I think Christophe Clement is a very shrewd judge. He wouldn't bring Slipstream over if he didn't think he could play a big part in the finish. And as I say, he has proven stamina, which is the one doubt everyone seems to have about any US runner at Royal Ascot. Yeah, I think another horse that's going to have to step up to contend with our best three-year-olds is uh, Spenderella. We, we've got a, a couple of horses who uh, will be coming over and, and taking on some of our, our better horses. I know Tom is keen on, on one of them, but this is a runner for Graham Motion, who is an English guy as, as well. So he'll be coming over to Royal Ascot, hoping for a, a big race winner. But I'm not convinced with Spenderella was a, a winner last time around. It, it is, say, a horse that's very much going the right way in her career. Uh, did win the Appalachian. Uh, the form of that race has worked out all right there's been a few plays out of it and, and some in the same race as well but i'm not a hundred percent convinced with spenderelli you, you look at the likes of homeless songs hopefully in spiral turns up but judging by price i'm, I'm not a hundred percent convinced on on that i think she's got a lot to find uh, with our three-year-old uh, fillies uh, there, there, there could be more to come from uh, spenderella but i would be less confident on spenderella i know there is one though in the coronation tom that you quite like yeah, and that's Pizza Bianca. This race obviously being on, on the Friday, there's plenty of time for this sun to make the ground rattling fast out there. It's currently good to firm in places. They're going to water, supposedly, um, but hopefully it stays quick because that will suit both Spenderella and Pizza Bianca. I think Spenderella, who Luke's obviously made a great um, discussion about so far, I think she'll be ridden forward. She's got natural tactical speed, whereas Pizza Bianca is a horse that comes from behind. She's trained by Christophe Clement, as I've already mentioned, a real shrewd trainer. And this horse has good collateral form with some UK runners. She beat the likes of Hello You, Mise en Seine, Malavath, who's obviously trained in France, but was seen in the 1,000 guineas, and Cachet, the subsequent 1,000 guineas winner, when she ran and won at the Breeders' Cup um, in the autumn. Now, this year, she's had two starts. She finished second to a filly called Consumer Spending, trained by Chad Brown, who actually won the other day um, on her reappearance at Aqueduct. And then last time out, she romped in a, a real weak affair at Pimlico. She was clearly the best horse, and the other opposition in that race was just overmatched against her. Now, she's a major player. I, I really think she'd be underrated in the market. I think she's going to be a double-figure price come the day. Don't know who's going to take the ride, but I wouldn't be too worried about that. I think she has the same kind of natural burst as Homeless Songs. Now, Homeless Songs is going to be 11 to 10. And yes, she's got better form in the book. Her Irish 1,000 guineas victory was incredibly impressive. And if she reproduces that, she'll probably win the coronation. But I think if Pizza Bianca's alongside her with a furlong to go, she'll have that same kind of acceleration to take her to the line. She's a sprinter running over a slightly longer trip but she stays. I think you should definitely pay some focus to this horse, Pizza Bianca, in the Coronation Stakes on Friday.
yeah horse who at the time of recording we don't know who's going to ride we absolutely 100% know who's going to ride the last two horses will that uh, mention because I rattle Ortiz Jr is taking the ride on every single Wesley Ward horse uh th- the next one I love but I'm not sure what I'm going to love about Rithin. Uh, the price could be anything. It goes for she goes for the, the Palace of Holyrood House. That's the one of the newer races at Royal Ascot, the uh, three-year-old five furlong race, which is a naught to one hundred and five. Now, Rithin came to Royal Ascot last year as the number one best chance for Wesley Ward. The second she got to England her work's just deteriorated and she fell apart a touch. She didn't run all that well at, at Royal Ascot. She went well for a, a little way and myself and Tom were pinning our hopes on to, to Rithin uh, last year, but the works and they were widely reported just weren't fantastic. So do keep your ears to the ground regarding that. Hopefully she's traveled over a bit better uh, this time around. Obviously she went last time to uh, to Keeneland. She managed to get the better of Derrynan, who is a horse we spoke about on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, uh, me more favorably than, uh, than Tom. And uh, Derrynan was a bit disappointing. It must be said, but it was a new trip. It was a funny little race. I do think Rithin is a lot, lot better than we've seen. There's a chance that Rithin over in America is a grade one horse and a strong chance of that. If the handicapper gives Rithin under 100, I will be having a decent bet on, on Rithin. Even if Rithin sort of gets a mark of just over 100, you have to really take her seriously. But Tom made the point to me off air the other day, could be 3-1, to one, could be 14-1. to one. We just don't know. Either way, Tom, I want Rithin on side here. Yeah, she's a very intriguing runner and one that not many people know much about. Obviously, only three starts and one run at Ascot, but that clearly wasn't. The, the horse that we know um, but one horse that everyone knows plenty about is Campanella and the horse that we're going to end this podcast with she runs in the Platinum Jubilee on Saturday trained by Wesley Ward had eight starts four of them have come in Europe two at Ascot she's unbeaten here albeit she didn't pass the line in front last year Dragon Symbol carried her across the track and she was awarded the race in the stewards room that was the Commonwealth Cup now she runs in the Platinum Jubilee she's a pre-morning winner she's a bona fide grade one or group one filly she's a really good filly and i'm sure everyone listening right now didn't come to this podcast to hear about campanelle because we know all about her she's a major player her best efforts actually haven't even come in the u.s you can largely put a line through all of those runs when you're looking at her for a royal ascot contest she was pretty good in the listed giants causeway stakes though last time i have to say she proved that day that she hasn't just become a two or three-year-old like she's become a four-year-old now she's ready to take on the older horses i think she's a major player again it's a really deep race and who knows like the soft ground last year seemed to help her maybe the rattling fast ground will play against campanelle and that's why she hasn't been performing to the same standard in the u.s but look you can't write campanelle off she's a very good filly irad takes the ride he'll be experienced at royal ascot by this point maybe she wins the platinum jubilee on saturday yeah absolutely every time uh, horses go abroad the, the racing public, if they keep returning over there, they, they kind of adopt said horse, the likes of uh, Red Caddo uh, down in, in Australia. That was an Australian horse as far as uh, some Australian race goers go. Campanelle's one of us. She's our horse now. <laughs> she, we, we, we've claimed her. She, she loves England. She loves Europe. She's one of us. She's absolutely fine. Um, they are the, the horses that are confirmed for Royal Ascot. There might be one or two more uh, surprises, as Tom uh, mentions th- throughout the course of the, the week. Uh, Rusty Arnold might have one more to, to come over as, as well, but we will see uh, upon that. We'll, we'll try and update on, on social media and, and the likes. Um, you're going to hate this question. <laughs> Best chance of a US winner at Royal Ascot 2022. Yeah, it's a difficult question because obviously this is the part where everyone listening is going, right, this is the one horse I need to pay attention to. I really like Pizza Bianca in the coronation, I have to say, but she isn't the horse I'm going to be mentioning here. I think she's definitely worth a bet if she's a double-figure price. This is on the Friday. The best chance means the horse I think 
is the most likely winner, obviously. And that is Golden Pal in the King's Stand. He is electric from the start. He has everything you need to win a five furlong sprint. He has proven course form, the second, as you've already touched on, behind the Learjet in the Norfolk two years ago. And yes, he wasn't very good when we last saw him uh, in the Nunthorpe uh, at York, but that wasn't the Golden Pal. It's a bit like Ruthin, we've already discussed last time when she came over to Ascot, it just wasn't the horse that we know. And Golden Pal just wasn't the horse we know at York. He just bombed out from early stage. He raced keenly. He didn't settle like he normally does in the States. My one concern, as I've already touched on, is the fact that Winter Power is in the King's Stand. They could get embroiled in an early battle. And we saw last year in the King's Stand, a horse could come from behind and win from miles off the pace in Oxted, Arecibo flying home. Maybe that's the case this year and Golden Powell, Winter Power, et cetera, don't get home. But I think he's by far the most likely chance of a winner for the US. Wesley Ward's going bang on. He had a gallop around Chelmsford the other day. He's had five works since his last run. Um, and he's been impressive each time. He's the horse that you, the US contingent really want to win because... Not only is he owned by Coolmore and obviously everything that comes from that stallion career, et cetera, but he's also the hype horse in America, considered the best sprinter. I really love him to win. And I think Irad will get the, the week started on a good note with a golden pal. I don't know who the best chance is. <laughs> um, probably golden pal. I'd agree with you. But I think Campanelle's not far behind. Yeah. Um, for, for certain, uh, certainly, I will be back in a few of these um, throughout the course of the week. I, I, I know me and you'll be biased anyway because we, we like our American racing, but I genuinely do think there are some chances. If you were to pin me down, I'd say Golden Pal is probably the, the best chance they've got, but Golden Pal is also the one that things could go wrong quickest for as, as well. He's not going to miss the break because he never does, but if he missed the break, nightmare. If he gets taken on up front, nightmare uh, and they go a little bit too hard like we saw in the in the non-thought but i think golden pal is the is the best chance he is the best sprinter in the world in my opinion sorry any australians watching this i know nature strip is here as well nature strip's got a massive chance but i think golden pal is better i just can't wait to watch the king stand i, I said to you last night two things over under on american winners what, what would you what would you set the bar at I think it would be, if that was a market SBK had, I think it would be 10 to 11 each of two, um, over and under 1.5. I think it would be an intriguing market to have actually as well, because you can make a case as we have done this podcast for, you know, four or five of them, but also it would be perfectly realistic just to see one of these horses win um, or even zero on a bad week like last year um, where nothing seemed to go right for the US runners. I think the most realistic shout there is one or two winners, which is why over or under 1.5 is the perfect line. Golden Powell being the one, Campanelle being the possible, Ruthin being the possible, Love Reigns being the possible, um, Pizza Bianca being the possible. You know, they have strong chances, but not bona fide Bayid in the Queen Anne chance or Caribus uh, kind of chance. Uh, Golden Powell is definitely the most likely winner. And I, I'm glad you mentioned him that because I thought you were going to say Ruthin. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I would love to. It, come back to me on Monday uh, when we know what Mark Ruthin's got yeah, and yeah. what price, then I, I will probably change my answer to Ruthin. <laughs> but I, I, I just don't know. I, I can't put up a horse as a best bet out of the American horses when I don't know what mark they've got and what price they are. Uh, so that was going away from that. People don't want to sit here and listen to us say, well, maybe, well, maybe. Bold prediction. What's the maximum amount of a winner of winners America might well have? Three. That is, that's my bold prediction. I mean, I could easily say eight and uh, be very unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think three. Um, there's some really hot races at Royal Ascot. Most of the US runners are contending those hot races. Um, there doesn't seem to be a, an obvious favourite aside from Golden Power in, in the King Stand. Maybe Love Reigns as well. Um, but I think three is 
what if US if the US trained three Royal Ascot winners, they've had an extremely good week. What do you reckon? Are you brave enough to name the three? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I think Golden Powell, Pizza Bianca, and Love Reigns are the three most likely. Okay, uh, I'll go bold prediction four. Won't happen, but four. Uh, Golden Powell, Love Reigns, uh, Rithin, and Campanelle. I, I think Campanelle might be in a really bad race, to be honest, the, the Platinum Jubilee. Um, a, a few of them, Nature Strip, I don't know if Nature Strip's going to run in both, maybe, but Nature Strip will be running in the King Stand first. And I don't, I'm not convinced about the others. And, and I love Campanella. I think she's a very, very good racehorse. So, um, bold prediction four. And I will be having a lucky 15 on those four, Tom. I like that. I like that. <laughs> Uh, they are uh, the uh, the US horses for Royal Ascot of 2022 from a whole variety of yards. Don't forget, uh, of course, ahead of Royal Ascot, you can take advantage of this uh, offer. Uh, new SBK customers will get £30 in free bets by depositing at £10. T's and C's uh, do apply, but can't wait for Royal Ascot. Uh, Tom, I imagine our views will change over the next few days, but uh, thank you for your help today. It's been It's been good fun. Yes, thanks very much, Luke. Hopefully we're celebrating a US winner when we come to the Saturday Night Selections podcast next week. Um, it would just be great for the, not just for us who are US fans and want to see these horses compete against our horses that we know uh, very well over in Britain, but just good for Royal Ascot as a whole. It's great to see the international contenders coming across, the international vibe. It really is the Olympics of horse racing. Um, you don't get this at Cheltenham. I know all the jumps fans will be like, oh, you've mentioned Cheltenham bad light there. But you don't get really the, the foreign horses coming across. Royal Ascot's different because of that. And it's great just to see the likes of Wesley Ward, Christoph Clermont uh, train horses and come across and really target these races. I hope they're successful this week. Yeah, we, we will be recording uh, next week's SBK Saturday Night Selections on Friday morning. So hopefully that's after Golden Pal has won, Love Reigns has won, <laughs> and maybe one or two more. But we'll be looking forward to Rithin and, and Campanelle. But uh, uh, thank you for joining us on this uh, this SBK one-off. Throughout the course of the year, we will be doing ones like this when American runners uh, do come over uh, to the UK. And hopefully you found it helpful as well. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, leave a comment and uh, a like down uh, below. Any horses that you fancy for Royal Ascot, uh, do let us know. And if you are uh, listening to this uh, on podcast, podcast wherever you do get it from please rate it five star we we, we do appreciate uh, that and we'll be back uh, next friday ish but for the saturday night uh, selections uh, tom uh, thank you thank you very much once again yes thank you Luke. until we we next see you guys uh, have a very good uh, royal ascot stay safe look after another goodbye